Hey guys, it's Nova here from Brighter Outlook Narcissistic Abuse Counseling Service. Uh, I'm so excited to be here today talking to Raj uh, with uh, the on-call empath. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, narcissistic abuse and what it's like uh, for you guys who have experienced it. If you're living with one, uh, trying to understand if, if the person you're with, uh, whether that's a parent, uh, someone you work with, or of course, an intimate partner actually is a narcissist and talking about how you can escape that type of abuse and also the fact that this abuse was never your fault and of course talking about strategies to heal when you have been abused by a narcissist and you are listening to the on-call empath all right guys we are back for yet another episode and I've been waiting for this episode because I know a lot of you guys empaths that tune in really want somebody to come here that's an expert in the narcissist abuse field and so my next guest Nova Gibson who is the founder and principal counselor at Brighter Outlook a narcissistic abuse counseling service you guys better listen to her because she has not only a lot of knowledge, but in the last 10 years, supported over 3,000 individual clients who believe they were abused by undiagnosed narcissists. She's got 100,000 followers on Instagram, and it's just a total honor to have you on my podcast, Nova. Thank you for being a guest here today. My absolute pleasure, Raj. I'm so glad that you reached out and asked me. Uh, and it, it's an honour uh, for me to be here with you. Uh, I'm passionate about this subject, um, as yeah. am I. Um, it's not only my area of expertise, but it's my my absolute mm. area of passion. Uh, so I'm really happy to be here talking with you about it today. Absolutely. And one of the things that really got me going is like just your Instagram Every feed, every post, just it hits me right here. And um, I'm going to put the link in the bio, but guys, definitely check out our material. So let's just dive right into it. I know nowadays, sure. narcissists, all this stuff, people are throwing the term around. I just want to get it from you and make it clear. Um, people that are narcissists, I mean, they, they say that there's a small population of narcissists. Sometimes people are in a spectrum. Sometimes people have narcissistic tendencies. Let's just clear the air here, especially for all the empaths that are tuning in. Can you be with somebody who's maybe undiagnosed as possibly uh, just having narcissist trait and not being a full-blown narcissist? How do we distinguish the line and balance in that? Yeah, look, that's, that is such a valid question. and something I get asked a lot. A lot of the time I get asked that question, uh, Raj, because people are looking for some kind of reason to, to make what's happening to them, not as bad as it is, and, and hoping that this person that they have become trauma bonded to can change or they're fixable or they don't really mean what they're doing it's not intentional uh which means that you know uh that i guess it, the, the abuse isn't as bad as it is the reality is that narcissists don't get diagnosed 
Okay, the, right. about the only time a narcissist is going to get diagnosed is probably in a courtroom setting where a judge is going to go, hey, you need to go <laughs> and, and go through all of these gamut of tests. And even then, a narcissist manipulates, they lie, they know what that person is searching for. So a lot of the time they will be able to, you know, fake the, right. those kinds of tests. So my belief is that it is so prolific in our society and they go undiagnosed simply because narcissists don't think that there is anything wrong with them. It's everyone around them who ends up in therapy. A narcissist yeah. is not going to walk into a therapist's office and say, yeah. um, can I please have, I think I need help for my narcissism. Uh, it's everyone they abuse. Mm -hmm who ends up in therapy. So, um, yes, 99.9 uh, .9 of those 3,000 people I talked to would have been with an undiagnosed narcissist and the victim becomes the expert because of the research they do and they have that light bulb moment and they realise, oh, my goodness, this is my story. This is what I've been through and they... Uh, they know that their their uh, abuser meets five of those nine traits, and they are able to diagnose themselves. But a formal diagnosis is just never going to happen, or it's very rare. Yes, and I don't know if you can debunk this myth, but from my experience working um, in several larger companies and and things like that, and you know, even people in higher power, it just seems they make it all the way up to the higher ranks, not just politically, but also medically. And in these corporations, they tend to move up. Is it because of manipulation that they that you kind of have to have that tough, tough skin to run and maybe intimidate everybody? Because I think that's one of the reasons why things are like falling apart, at least in the United States, if you sure. look at all these companies, mm -hmm. they're ran by a, a, Narcissist. a certain, Narcissist. yeah. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. Well, you, you think about it, those positions, um, uh, presidents, prime ministers, um, head, heads of CEOs, um, people in charge of, of, uh, organizations and corporations uh, where that, that have this huge amount of power that can create havoc on people's lives because they control all that power. You you have to have uh, pretty much no empathy to step over people and ignore that what you're doing is, is hurting people and killing people to... Uh, to maintain those positions. They are positions of power. And you've got people uh, falling all over themselves to um, be a flying monkey for you, to be in your vicinity because you're someone special. You've got the power to influence people and make people do what you mm -hmm. tell them they should do. So these positions, they get to that, that spot because they can step over people like they're a cockroach with no empathy, their mm. pulse doesn't change. And someone like, I guess, you or I, we, we couldn't do that. Yeah. And that's why they reach these sorts of positions. Very interesting. Not, and, uh, Raj, I just need to qualify that by saying, because I know there'll be people out there today who go, hey, 
I'm a CEO of the company. I'm yeah. not one of those people. <laughs> We're not so talking yeah, about you. You're an empath. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not talking about you, but you, I guess you can, you know, without mentioning names, you could probably think of a few people and it's very, very common. And and as you mentioned, um, Raj, doctors, lawyers, uh, counsellors, psychologists, these are positions, are police officers, and once again, not all police officers. Right. I have the most utmost respect for police officers, but there are some who go into those positions because they have the ability to have power over other people. Um, and the same with counsellors and psychologists. You have people hanging off your every word and you can influence people, and that's why narcissists, yeah find themselves in those positions uh, some or a lot of the time. Yeah, very interesting. And, you know, I was uh, kind of pondering the other day because, I, I mean, I love, you know, this topic um, and I like want to get deep scientifically in and go inside of a mind of a narcissist. And one of sure. the things that I do ask myself is, is this, how much is it our environment versus something genetic like is it is it something that we are born with and it's like a sentence until we're dead till death or is it something that society creates and this person uh becomes a narcissist i mean i know i don't know if you go back to the family tree like a couple generations is it something that is constantly being reproduced throughout uh you know you know someone in a family tree where like their grandfather was like a, a narcissist and then the chances of them, if they have kids, they're going to be narcissist or is it the environment? I mean, that's, that's a question mm -hmm. I've already always asked myself. I'm just yeah. wondering what you and take. A question. Yeah. Um, once again, a, a very valid question coming from a victim because you want, you want to know why, why, why is this person abusing me? Um, and, and you know, there's got to be a reason for it. They they can't know what they're doing because it's so cruel what they're doing. And the truth is that for um, a lot of the part, the research is out on exactly how someone uh, becomes a narcissist. But most research that, that is out there that you will find indicates that it's environmental in that uh, at a very young age, um, mm -hmm. the the narcissist that you know now uh, possibly experienced experience some kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I guess as, you know, I guess the equivalent of like a shield of armour, a coping mechanism, a survival technique, they developed this personality uh not a mental illness they de developed a new personality a false mask if you will and they yeah. buried that weak insipid wounded child that was hurt at that time and they took on this persona that was like a, a force field around them that they couldn't be hurt again the trade-off with that though was that uh all vulnerabilities were gone which includes empathy compassion kindness mm. and remorse uh they they can get you hurt okay so when they developed this uh cruel if you will exterior that needs other people uh to reflect back to them that their mask is real 
That's mm-hmm. why they need your reaction so that when you react mm-hmm. to either their abuse, their love bombing, whatever they're doing, you are proving to them that they exist, that that mask is real. Mm-hmm. And going back to the, the time of the trauma, they bury that weak, wounded, mm. true self. And that big, that new personality, that, that's who mm. they are. So there's no point as an adult feeling sorry for these people because they, as you know, they will justify mm. yeah. all of their cruelty and they will mm. not care because you've got to remember the empathy has gone. Yeah. The empathy the empathy is gone and they know what they're doing. They just don't care because it mm. becomes all about them. Um, now, the flip side of that is that it can also result um in uh, the in overindulgence where they get given everything they want there's no rules that are the, there's no consequences for actions uh the rules don't apply to them they're superior to everyone else and they have this massive sense of entitlement and they get to walk all over people because they're so much better and no one deserves what they deserve mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me so you've got that flip side where Mm-hmm. um they, they just get whatever they want and uh they take it they don't mm-hmm. ask now that's the i guess the 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 environmental aspect mm-hmm. but you know there's also uh a, a research out there that indicates that um there can also be a genetic mm-hmm. component which, which kind of makes sense if you've got yeah. um a narcissist in that's let's say it's your partner um, and chances are they've got a narcissistic parent and that there would have been a narcissistic grandparent. So um, it kind of makes sense that there would be some kind of a genetic component there. Uh, so what you've got to remember with, with that trauma is that that narcissistic parent is not only, I guess, abusing that child as a narcissist does, but they're also role modeling mm-hmm. how to be mm-hmm. a narcissist. This is what you do. You just take yeah. what, what you want. You you abuse others. Mm-hmm. You don't have any empathy because it gets you hurt. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, you know, a, a possibly that genetic component there. You've got the environmental abuse, whether mm-hmm. it's overindulgence or straight out trauma. And then you've got the role modeling of mm-hmm. the behavior, which is this is how you mm-hmm. become a narcissist and this is what you do to other people. Yeah. So it's like the perfect storm to create uh, a, a narcissistic person. Yeah, that is amazing. You know, and all of you guys that are tuning in, I just want you to highlight that center in the brain where we all have empathy, especially the empaths, the highly sensitive people we care for others. They don't have that. And, and you can wait all your life and to for that to come in and, and it won't uh, they may give you false hope that they're going to change and it's just a facade and they're going to go right back to their old self so one thing i wanted to mention to you uh, something that actually happened to me personally not too long ago is um i'm sure you heard of narcissist injury um so i didn't know much about the topic about uh, taking the mask off and going head to head with a narcissist, but I called them out once and I embarrassed them in front of, um, certain people. Um, at that time, I mean, I identified as an empath and this person just was trying to control me. And then finally I called them out for what they were and they were very quiet 
didn't really say anything until I was alone and I was in a vehicle with them. That's when uh, they actually threatened my life. And they said, because I embarrassed them that they don't know who, you know, I'm dealing. It was a, it was a male that um, I I thought I knew well, but obviously I didn't. And um, so maybe that I know that I'd cause a narcissist injury. So I wanted to ask you, is it dangerous or what would you say to people that you coach and, you know, some of your clients is, would you be against um, going head to head with a narcissist and calling them out, taking the mask, exposing them and showing people like, watch out, this guy is crazy. He does, he's going to hurt you or she's going to hurt you. She's a manipulator. What would you say um, as far as like for safety wise? I mean, especially for a narcissist because we're known to, be so attracted to them and letting things slide. Yeah. Uh, look, absolutely, I would say that. Um, these guys are dangerous, male or female narcissists. Like narcissistic injury, what you've done, uh, you when, when you created that, that injury, that wound to their ego, they perceive criticism. Now, whether you believe, you you did something you know completely unforgivable or not which is highly unlikely the narcissist has a hairline trigger for criticism because to be criticized is means that you are telling them that that false self is not real and that you can see behind Mm -hmm. it so they if they perceive criticism from you they are going to fly into what we call a narcissistic rage now People, uh, to, to heal that wound, they need to punish you for creating that narcissistic injury to their to their ego. Now, the, the problem is that people associate narcissistic rage, and I'm sure most people have heard of that, with, you know, loud and, and I guess, going off the deep end and screaming and yelling and, and threats of death and, and all kinds of things like that that are very overt. Um, but so many narcissists uh, and will engage in very passive, aggressive narcissistic rages, just like yours did, where they said to themselves, yep, you'll keep. I'm not going to expose the true self in front of these people. Exactly. I will wait till I've got Raj on his own. Yes, and in the car. And put the fear. Mm-hmm. I will put the fear inside him so narcissistic rage doesn't have to always be you know really really out there and overt it can Mm. be very passive aggressive where they might think yeah you'll keep and they ring your boss on the sly or they Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they sabotage your car or, or do something that's that's very very sneaky but just as damaging to you um and that's that is a narcissistic rage. They're just engaging in it in in a different way. But do I suggest that you go head to head? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, bring if you're fearful of a narcissist um, and, and what they can do, you you go to the police. You get a restraining yeah. order. You go to your you go to your boss. Um, you you do whatever it takes to protect yourself. But, but don't go and tell your abuser that they're they're hurting you. You're you're giving them the heads up on what you're going to do. Got you. 
So all of you guys that are tuning in and I'm, you know, I don't know many of you, like, especially the ones that I coach that are living with a narcissist or trying to recover from narcissists, you know, just be careful. Um, and that's why I wanted to create this episode to create awareness. Don't make any subtle moves. Don't try to take the mask off. You, you will be regretting it and it could be life-threatening. Um, so just be careful out there. So just kind of wrapping up here. Um, one thing I want to kind of give you the last word to po possibly a victim that's tuning into this podcast episode right now. What can you say to a victim that is living possibly with a narcissist right now or uh, left the narcissist and, and just having a hard time dealing with everyday life because their nervous system is out of whack. They have trauma bond. They're just, they're not sure like how they can make sense of what just happened. What can you tell to that person, especially after this podcast that, you know, what can they do to start getting their life back where it at least used to before they met this this one sure. person. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a journey that you have a healing journey that you have to make an absolute 100% commitment to leaving the narcissist is sometimes the hardest thing, you, you, you know, actually getting out, escaping yeah. um, because of that trauma bond and all the manipulative strategies they use to make you dependent on them. Uh, but if you get out, then you, you know, you've got factors like the narcissist trying to hoover you back in, suck you back in because they want you, they miss you. No, because they want to regain control of you. Uh, and you've got that trauma bond there. The trauma bond uh, slash addiction is this powerful connection to your abuser. Now you've had this roller coaster of chemicals going through your body where uh, the, the adrenaline's pumping when, you know, the cortisol's overflowing when they're abusing you. Uh, in the beginning, the oxytocin's flowing, the dopamine receptors are all being hit at once, and then they rip those feel-good chemicals away from you, and and you're left with that that you know where did my where did my uh, soulmate go? Where did that person go who was treating me so well? Yeah. And you're left with these horrible horrible mm -hmm. feelings, and after a while, uh, the narcissist in your life um, didn't need to love bomb you anymore they could just throw you out some breadcrumbs and you would stick around because the alternative to be in withdrawal from that roller coaster from your drug that was that's unbearable so you settle for those breadcrumbs mm. and this is why I refer to it as a very powerful addiction because uh, it's not that you love this person because you can't love someone who abuses you but you think you love someone, not because it feels good to be with them, but because it feels so bad to be without them. That's mm -hmm. not love. That's a trauma bond. That's addiction. Mm -hmm. And that is what you're going to have as well. Uh, no different to, uh, say, someone who's addicted to heroin, um, having to go cold turkey. Um, if they're talking, if you're talking to the narcissist in contact with them at all, it's like the heroin addict, um, you know, having coffee with their, their dealer and thinking that they're, you know, a dealer who is actively invested 
and getting them re-hooked mm. on that drug because they want the money. Um, that's what it's going to be like if you have mm. any contact with your abuser. I know some kids have, uh, some people have kids, so you minimize it. Mm. Bare minimum, email only, parenting app. Um, don't see them at pickups and drop-offs. Get third parties to do it. Mm-hmm. So no contact, minimal contact, and lots and lots of support to heal the damage that's been done and to find the person you're meant to be before you were abused and um, remaining, yeah, no contact from your abuser and your self-care is everything. You've got to fill that void that the narcissist left behind when they enmeshed themselves in your life. Yeah, it's so sad how many people, I mean, that I talk to and coach, like they're either stuck in a relationship And one of the biggest things that I hear is like, it took almost two, three years for me to even find out that they had narcissistic tendencies because they were so sweet in the beginning. They were so nice. Everybody loved them. And that's how the process worked, guys. You know, it's, we never know, especially when you have no boundaries and you're a people pleaser. Um, and you want to be accepted, that's when they got you. And and it may not happen the first couple months of the relationship, uh, whether it's uh, romantic or even like a job, like you won't see that side. But I know from, you know, my experience that they will show you their true colors once they know a little bit about you, and then they can use that against you and hold a carrot in front of you that they will, if you don't listen to them, they can take this away or hold back this and hold back love. So they, they, chose, yeah. they will, as sure as the sun comes up tomorrow, they will drop the mask. They have to yeah. because the that being nice and having mm-hmm. everything be about someone else, that is not sustainable. Yeah. So the mask must drop. Yeah. So they will show you their true selves as soon as they know you're hooked. That mask, it, it, it has to come off because it needs to be all about them. Absolutely, And that's when you will be so confused and trying to get back that person that you, you knew before that was so nice Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Well, it was an honor having you on the podcast. I wish I had met you many years ago and just had a conversation. It would have saved so many, it would answer so many questions because you're so much full of knowledge and you're obviously really good at, what you do. So before we take off, Nova, can you just share with our audience where we can find you and anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Um, guys, and uh, well, first of all, Raj, I want to thank you. Um, it's It's been an honor for me to sit here and talk with you. I know thank you. how much you, and, you, know, you do for the community uh, and it's, yeah, you do an amazing job. So thank, thank you. you. Um, guys, you can find me. I'm, I'm a professional counsellor here in Brisbane, uh, Australia, but I counsel people via Skype or Zoom all over the world. Um, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Nova's Narcissist Abuse Recovery. Just be careful. There's a couple of people who have scammed <laughs> my page at the moment. They just changed. 
around <laughs> and then they what do they do oh they block me so I can't find out about it and then you know one of my lovely yeah. followers has to tell me my so goodness. just be careful it's me uh, same with Facebook someone's created a pretend page pretending to me but on Facebook you just uh, look up brighter outlook narcissist Dick Abuse Counseling Service. On both those platforms, I do live stream narcissistic abuse recovery question and answer sessions. They're live, they're free. You can join in and, and meet other victims and survivors. And I always post on my page when they're coming up. And I've just started up a TikTok channel. It's just brand new. Um, so please look for Nova's Narc recovery and I'll be doing live streams on on that too and the other big exciting news I have um Raj is, is that I've got a book coming out uh, probably not <laughs> I know very exciting for a few uh months uh yet it's a long process it's um with the with the the publisher at the moment uh just look out it'll be advertised fake love and flying monkeys check out her instagram i'm going to have all the information below um in the bio good luck with your book I, i'm excited i i'm going to get it as soon as it comes out so definitely keep me in the loop and you're always welcome back to the to the podcast anytime you're your vip basically so thank you raj <laughs> absolutely Lovely to be here absolutely all right guys stay tuned i got ton more guests we're almost at 200 episodes got more guests on the way thank you for coming with me on my journey also if you need coaching you know where to reach me and with that said we are out you're listening to the on call and